Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland, and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck is everybody doing today? That's got to be the uh, most loaded question on the face of the earth. Uh, I'm sure everybody is, still has plenty of anxiety day in and day out regarding the coronavirus and uh, all of the challenges that that uh, provides for us in our day-to-day existence. Uh, you know, each day seems to get um, stranger than the day before. I thought I'd uh, seen everything until I saw the um, Surgeon General of the United States, uh, a very delightful looking uh, fellow. He's an African-American admiral, a handsome, articulate guy. And uh, he was out there taking a, a bandana and two rubber bands and making a, uh, a face mask for people. And I was like, I've only been saying this for like, uh, since this virus started, I don't, I don't want to go there again about uh, the need to use face masks and gloves and things like that, regardless of what anybody says. This, you know, we're at the point of um, comedy capers here. Every man protect himself. Um, kind of reminds me of a World War II movie where, uh, you know, they're counting the bullets with everybody in the foxhole. And somebody says, I don't, I'm out of ammunition. And somebody says, hey, you know. Okay, here's a war club or something like that. It's just every man for himself yeah, kind of a thing. Uh, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Nurses using garbage bags, getting assigned one mask per day. Not to be negative, but uh, the things that you see are just absurd, uh, to say the least. But that would be a whole other show. But on a good note... I guess it's a good note, I, you know, uh, it, but a very interesting one is uh, I had a little voicemail to myself, my analysis of the situation as I see things. I said, hey, you know, why are uh, I've done many shows on artificial intelligence and drones and robots and things like that. And of, of course, uh, prior to the coronavirus, one of the things that big industry was doing with these tax breaks in the United States, besides you know buying back all their stocks, is they were also taking that money and they were investing it into the, what should I call it, the infrastructure of these big corporations, particularly places like you know Amazon, um, you know different industrial um, concerns where you know routine jobs can be done over and over and over again. Uh, but they are looking to the future of robotics, artificial intelligence, and drones. Uh, the trucking industry has been identified. Just about every industry. Andrew Yang, the presidential candidate, you know, had a lot of stuff on that. But I said to myself, you know, with this, this nobody knowing when people are going to go back to work and the tomfoolery by, uh, you know, many of the government leaders in this country and other ones saying, well, you know, by Easter, you're going to go back. Oh, my God. Uh, you know. There's states in the United States, they haven't even been hit by this yet, uh, this thing. So you, you can't make statements by that. And it takes, you know, many, many weeks or a few months for this to hit the apex and then start a down tick uh, with this virus. So, you know, when are people going to go back to work? You really can't tell. You, you can't trust anything that, uh, at least in this country, the United States of America, you can't trust anything that anybody's saying. No matter who they are, uh, it's just been such a, a 
a comedy of, of it's not it's not even funny. I mean, I can, I, that's the only term that I can think of a comedy of errors. But there's no no comedy to it. It's just been a big shit show. Uh, it's been a poverty of leadership all over the place and in many countries. You know, this this has happened before in history many times. So here we are. We're all caught in it. There's nothing you can do about it now except move forward. But. The idea of what is the you know what is our world going to look like? What is the world going to look like? Uh, and even what is the world looking like right now uh, when this thing could go on and you know come back again and rebound and this could go on for another year, another eighteen months, God forbid, uh, until some kind of a vaccine or more effective treatment is found for it or whatever to to reduce the horrific elements of this and you know let people go back to work. And see what is left of our economy. What's the world going to look like? That was a long way for me to say that. And that's the point of the show. I think the coronavirus pandemic is going to prove to be a tipping point for robots looking after humans. And uh, it took me two seconds to do a little research on that. And boom. I, I mean, the, the information out there from reputable sources... Uh, is is just all over the place. Now, I know it was all over the place before for economic reasons, because, of course, you know, big business, if they can cut costs and things like that, uh, the way that it operates now in terms of predatory type of capitalism and the governments that we have in power all over the world, they don't really give a hoot about the uh, average worker. Uh, you know, they... They want to find more ways, as they did in the Middle Ages, or they did during the Depression, or did during the 20s, the 1920s, I'm talking about. Or, you know, when, when people work for the company store, they had you by the cojones uh, until unions came along, or, you know, at other points in history where the working class, you know, gets up and they revolt and they start lopping people's heads off. Now, I don't want any of that to happen, to be sure, and I don't want to see our country <clears throat> subjected to that. But... Hey, uh, you know, there's good things about robotics uh, and there's some not good things for human beings in them. Well, the good things uh, are that you can develop robots. You know, I've done shows on this show about uh, robots that they have to help the nursing shortages uh, in hospitals and deliver meals and reduce human exposure to uh, viruses and illnesses or just to do scut work. Uh, that, uh, you know, LPNs or, you know, nurses' aides or other people would have to do, and they wouldn't have to do it. And a, a, a robot can work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It doesn't get overtime. Uh, it doesn't need a break. It doesn't need any of those things. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side. 
available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. Uh, and they have them. Uh, as a matter of fact, the show that I d- did on that it was actually showing how they used to combine the robotics with uh, artificial intelligence to anticipate the things that human beings liked, that they like to hear, or they put a face on them and they'll say, hello, Mrs. Jones, how are you doing today? You know, and if you say something, they have uh, responses that human beings seem to like. So uh, with this coronavirus pandemic, this could be uh, something over the next literally a couple of years that, uh, you know, we have the, the industry, we have the wherewithal, we have the knowledge and the artificial intelligence and the robotics, the engineering to do that, where you can program these machines uh, and have all kinds of machines developed very easily that can perform all the dull, dirty, and dangerous jobs. Uh, the military, you know, had all kinds of designs on these things. That's not science fiction to, you know, to like artificial soldiers, uh, you know, artificial animals, mules, uh, dogs, all kinds of crazy things that they could use. But for the coronavirus, for the changing world, for pandemics, for other things, hey, human beings would never have to be relied on again. That's the point I'm really trying to make. So if another pandemic or something with global warming or some other tragedy or some kind of nuclear problem, or there was some type of biological agent that somebody let loose in a laboratory like a science fiction picture, and uh, human beings couldn't be exposed to it, well, boom, here's the robots that can do that. And uh, that's what scientists and experts are saying, that this outbreak could lead to a new era of these ro- robotic human helpers. And I can guarantee you, once we use the term human helper, it will go from being human helper to uh, provider. You're seeing that not with robotics, but with um, artificial intelligence and other means uh, in the medical field, that's as old as dirt. Like, like now you can do that because they don't want you going to the doctor's office. You can get on FaceTime or Skype or use telemedicine. That's been around for 40 years for crying out loud. That's nothing new. But of course, they didn't want to do that because it's a little more convenient to have you there. Uh, but you could do that. And you can also have robots that are that make decisions and, and can um, you know take your temperature and do a million one other things. Uh, that doctors wouldn't have to do or other you know, people wouldn't have to do. And uh, this would be great. What other things can they do? Uh, of course, they're used in industry. They could be used uh, in uh, warehousing. They're already being used for those things, but they could be deployed more to do those things. Um, drones, I'm going to get into a second. Uh, Zipline is a huge company that delivers medical things. They're doing it now all over Africa and every place else through remote locations. The drone goes there and they literally drop the package by like a parachute. I, I thought the drone landed, but this thing, the election, they just drop it by this little parachute, comes right down. It's unbelievable. Uh, so, you, you know, it can be used that way. But robotics are being deployed and can be deployed for disinfection, delivering medications and food, uh, measuring vital signs, assisting border controls. Uh, man, they can, they can do just about anything. Uh, opportunities for these robotic and artificial intelligent kinds of things. They can also work in navigation and detection of high-risk, high-touch areas. Like, uh, you know, they can be programmed to, to like, a, like a Roomba 
to go through areas and go through rooms and go through hotels and do all kinds of things and uh, high touch areas. And they can take preventive measures or corrective measures. And then there's new generations of, of large, small and micro it's like nanotechnology, the very small. These swarm robots, robots that are able to continuously work and clean. And uh, they can be developed, which is really, really wild. So when I'm looking at things, and when you look at the cost of this, it's not cost prohibitive at all to have sustained research with robots, artificial intelligence, and drones to uh, address these risks of infectious diseases. Uh, it could be a nuclear accident, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, and I think we're going to see definitely organizations operate this way in the future. They're not going to want to depend upon a human workforce. Now, they won't say that to everybody right up front until they've got this thing ready to rock and roll. You want to call that a conspiracy theory? You bet your bottom dollar because they've been doing it already now with a million and one different things, with artificial intelligence, with facial recognition programs, and a ton of other things. Uh, you know, so it, it, this is, uh, uh, you know, technology robots are going to be ready. Uh, you know, working robots are going to be ready. Uh, diagnostic robots are going to be ready. And uh, I, I, I don't see those being any problem around the world. Now, if you think that's not happening, Right now, countries around the world have already begun enlisting robots in a variety of roles to reduce human exposure to deadly viruses. Uh, there are hotels in China where, uh, where the coronavirus originated. Uh, it was one of the first to make use of robots employing a machine called Little Peanut. That's actually the name of the machine called Little Peanut to deliver food to people placed under quarantine. In Spain, a fleet of robots is being prepared to uh, assist with the, corona, the country's coronavirus testing. Okay? So they're actually going to use the robots to test uh, people. And um, again, uh, this is something that people have toyed with for a long time. However, uh, in this particular case, this has been so extensive, this has gotten so involved that people are really, uh, really uh, down for this one. Now, if you think I'm kidding on this, all you have to do is go on your computer and type in zipline.com. And zipline.com is a business worth $1.2 billion. It's a drone delivery startup. And this company delivers medical supplies, including blood, rabies vaccines, anti-venom, to thousands upon thousands of hard-to-reach health clinics in Rwanda and Ghana in Africa. And uh, the funding allows Zipline to expand its services in the United States. Uh, and, and this was actually, uh, I have an article written from May in 2019. They were starting up in North Carolina. So, uh, you know, this, this is a big, big deal. Drone delivery businesses. Um, this is, this is um, a, a really big thing. And uh, it will be a thing in the future. So if you wonder, and I wonder, is the world going to change? Man, oh man, is it ever? Here's one last one for you to think about. I've done shows on this before, but like with the military, very serious thing that happened with the, the USS Theodore Roosevelt with the not just the captain of the ship being dismissed for being a wonderful captain, 
But uh, for people to realize that the modern Navy uh, has been really cutting down on the size of the crews that they have on their ships for these exact reasons. Uh, they, you know, they want more of the work done with robotics uh, and artificial intelligence and things along those lines. Because, again, it's they're like military drones. Uh, you know, the pilot is in uh, California and they're flying over Iraq. You know, the pilot's not going to get killed. The piece of machinery is. Well, they've really reduced the, the crews of the ships and the crews that, that are actually on the ships have to multitask in two or three or four different roles. So it keeps the numbers low. But eventually, that will go down to, to, to barely nothing in many of the things. So again, when you see that, uh, that aircraft carrier that you know, had to come into port in Guam, and you know, it, there's no way on any kind of naval ship you, don't, you can have social distancing, you could see the potential risk from there. Don't think that the military isn't thinking about that uh, you know, uh, in spades that this is something that they, they wouldn't want their military to get dragged down by a virus or whatever. Now, when I mentioned that zipline program also, just to let you know, in the couple of places in Africa that zipline has a, a, their delivery system, they set up delivery hubs, listen to this, at 2,600 health facilities. That's incredible. That's just in Rwanda and Ghana. Just think of that, 2,600 Health facilities all have deliver, uh, delivery hubs there. So you need something, it, boom, it, it's it's sent it's right to it by drone. Comes right back by drone. Amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. So uh, that could be a blessing. That might be a curse for the jobs that are there. How will the world change? There's one big way after this virus is done and gone. Nobody's ever going to want to have to be, uh, you know, go from 3% unemployment to 10 or 11% unemployment and trillions and trillions of dollars later. Um, you know, you can't send people to work, the stock market crashing, definitely a recession and possibly a depression uh, on the horizon. No, they'll figure this one out. And it won't be uh, to our benefit. I mean, as human beings, it, it might be to our benefit uh, to have these drones, but not for jobs or whatever. It, something will have to be figured out, some type of accommodation. What? I don't know. It'll be for future shows. But it's something very uh, fascinating to think about. Well, I hope you found the show enjoyable, uh, you know, on drones and robotics. Uh, and when uh, the coronavirus is gone. And uh, it ain't science fiction. It's reality. And for all the people who are listening to the show, we had a banner week in terms of uh, viewers uh, you know, I shouldn't say viewers, listeners to the program. And um, I, I hope you've enjoyed the, the type of variety of shows. And particularly my little show today, the, the little special thing I did, You Are Alone. Um, gee, I, I, I just did that spontaneously the other night. I was just so touched. And uh, that's a beautiful, haunting little song. And I hope that touched your heartstrings, that you didn't think it was too corny. And if you did, well... That's it. I'm just a corny guy sometimes. And to all of you in Virginia and California and uh, Canada, the United Kingdom and France and Greece and uh, Arkansas and North Carolina and all the different states and countries we uh, are, you know, are um, being listened to. Thank you so much for your support. And we'll catch you next time on Just Thinking.
Bye bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S. Wangland. That's at S. Wangland. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling with Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling with Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling with Reality on all major podcast outlets.